and welcome to the Big Fat Wrestling Quiz of the Year and a reverent look back at the wrestling year that was in 2021. And I'm your host, Martin Bushby, and I'll be asking the questions this evening along with some very special guests. Um, just before we get started, I just want to say a huge thanks to uh, Shane Silver, Global Force Girls, for the, all this help compiling the questions for this. But not just me, I've got uh, three teams of two, and firstly... From the British Wrestling Experience and Grapple, we've got Benno teaming up with another person from the British Wrestling Experience and Graps and Clacks, Andy Ogden. Welcome to the show, fellas. Hello. <laughs> Good to be here, mate. And uh, what team name have you come up with for this quiz uh, for this I'm evening? The, I'm not taking the blame for this one. Go on, Andy. What are we called? Yeah, so the original idea was going to be Brit Ress is dead, and then in brackets, maybe, but I thought, you know, I'll just go Brit Ress is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no no need to ask uh, any explanation where that one came from. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, fellas. And uh, next up, both representing the Up Next Universe and the BDE, we've got Davey Portman and John Ceno. Merry Christmas, lads. Merry Christmas to you, too. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you for the invitation. No worries. And uh, what team name have you guys come up with? Well, we've been through a few. We, we thought at first maybe Upshot because uh, Up Next and Shot in the Dark. Then we were thinking like the Brit and Brush, Brit and Brush connection because we've got the Brit and and Sino has his shirt with the beard brush. But we've landed on, well, Sino, you say. We're going to be the Britalians with the British and Italian connection here. The Britalians. Excellent. Absolutely love it. Great name, lads. And uh, our last team, you'll know her from our regular spots on Rewind the Smackdown, and you'll know him from his brilliant written reviews of New Japan on the main post site. It's Kate from Montreal and Bruce Lord. Thanks for joining us this evening, guys. Hey there. Hello. Thanks very much for having us. Hey. And uh, what team name have you guys come up with? Uh, we wanted something that acknowledged uh, our, our shared love of, of, of uh, darker music, so we've ended up going with Heels of the Nephilim. Um, shout out to you know Brent Chittenden and maybe the three other people who might understand what band that is a reference to, who might be wow. listening. A small but mighty community. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, would you care to explain for us uh, who might not get that reference? It's it's a reference to Fields of the Nephilim, a long, 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 long-standing uh, UK goth rock act. Oh wow! I feel like um, I, sh- I should know that, but uh, clearly you're very British uh, today, isn't it? British theme for all the uh, all the team names. If, yeah, if you've exactly. seen The World's End, I think it's The World's End, the last of the Cornetto trilogy. A lot of visual visual references to that band in that movie. But ah, yes, I have seen that film. I'll have to watch it again and uh, and and look out for the references. <laughs> but. Um, so just so the quiz is going to be broken down into months, sort of like January, February, each team are going to read out their answers after I've asked the question, and then we'll hear the answers. And um, I'll be asking sort of like other questions throughout the night, sort of like how's people's years been and stuff. And we'll also have some special guests asking questions. So if everyone's ready to go, I'll get on with the uh, the first the first month and the first question. So we're uh, January 1st and... Uh, at GCW Fight Forever, how long was Tony Deppen versus Jordan Oliver? There, the Iron Man Ooh. match, I'll give you a clue on that one. GCW Fight Forever. All right. Uh, hmm. 
So originally, Davey, uh, Braden was going to be joining you, wasn't he, for this? But he's uh, sunning it up in Mexico, of all places. He he is, yeah. He's very lucky. He managed to get away before uh, before everything, uh, the shit hits the proverbial fan, as it was. But um, it feels like, um, it, it sounds like they, they don't test to go over there, but they test coming back. And if he does get it, he just gets to stay for free in Mexico for a few days. So I, I, he's definitely the lucky one here. Um, but I know we do watch big fat quiz of the year every year. And I was showing Sino clips before this of uh, how we should be the Noel Fielding uh, Russell Brand team. But with, with Kate and Bruce here, it, it seems like they've taken the, the golf <laughs> team this year. So uh, we're handing those <laughs> reins to them. <laughs> Everybody cool. wants to be Noel. Everybody wants to be Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I mean, well, you're, and you're stuck in the Jimmy Carr position, Martin. So, so good on you for taking that as long as I'm assuming the laugh doesn't, we're not going to be getting the laugh at any time. Um, yeah, no, I'm not very good at impressions <laughs> at the best of time of mine doing the Jimmy Carr laugh. So, uh, but um, yeah, as uh, as everyone got their answers, we'll go with uh, Kate and Bruce first. Um, okay, I think, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, yeah, uh, go my, ahead, Kate. I think, okay, yeah. my, my guess, I. 90 minutes was my guess. Okay. And uh, Benno and Andy? 120. And Davey and Yeah, Two hours. Well, I can say that uh, two hours is the correct answer. So uh, Sino and Davey, uh, one point to you and then uh, zero to everyone else. So uh, oh, well done. No. Well, 120 minutes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I thought you said 130. That's my bad. (laughs) My bad. So, yeah, uh, one point to Andy and Benno and one point to uh, Sino and Davey. And then next question, we've got who lasted the longest in the Women's Royal Rumble match? Hmm. I really struggled with this one when I was uh, compiling the questions. Women's Royal Rumble match. We had two Royal Rumble matches this year. The women's one. What's uh, going to be going? I know you were talking off air, Kate, about um, you know how everything's going to be shutting down there. So has that put a uh, you know cancelled your Christmas plans this year over there in Montreal? I, I mean, personally, my my own plans are pretty low key, so it doesn't really affect me a whole lot. But yeah, it it looks like they're going to be. Um, uh, it looks like things are going to be shut down and that's going to prevent people uh, from at least from doing some things on new year's and possibly from doing things on Christmas too, like getting together with family. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I'm not sure what's going to be happening in the UK, but we're looking like we're going to be having a, uh, a bit of a lockdown um, after Christmas, but you know, that all seems to be up in the air at the minute. But um, so yeah, has everyone got their answers? Who lasted the longest in the women's Royal Rumble match? Uh, Benno and Andy. Go on, uh, Rhea Ripley. Andy said to me, she's like the female Kane, which I think is Tegan Knox, but, you know, it still works. <laughs> I'm, going with, I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Deferring to Andy on this one. Okay, and Sino uh, and Davey? I think the woman that went the longest EST was one other than Bianca Belair, who ended up winning it. And Kay and Bruce? Uh, um, same. I think... Oh, <laughs> no, I think it was Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's correct. The correct answer is Bianca Belair, a total of 56 minutes and 52 seconds. So well done, guys. That's uh, one for Benno. That's um, one, sorry, yeah, one for, for Davy and Cino and one for Kate and Bruce and zero for Benno. And then next question is, who lasted the shortest in the Men's Royal Rumble? Ooh. Ooh. I literally can't remember either of these Royal Rumbles this year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even picture them in my head. Like, was it I knew as soon as these WWE something? questions were coming up, I was like, Ben, I was going to be like, I literally have no idea about any WWE well, stuff that happened this year. I do watch the pay-per-views, <laughs> but they go in like one ear and out the other type of thing. It's like, it's WWE, isn't it? It's like, why would you pay attention? I know even the big moments, don't they? Like you, you mm. normally most years you would remember what happened at the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. But yeah, I I had to do a lot of research, you know, especially even with Shane like coming up with these questions. I was like, oh right, okay, forgot that happened at the Royal Rumble. So we all got our answers. Uh, Andrew and Benno, Andy and Benno, rather. Andy Ricochet. again, he's carrying us. Ricochet. <laughs> Tino and Davey. I think we're going to go with the Miz. I think this was when Brock was just throwing everyone out one after another. And uh, Kate and Bruce. <laughs> I'm this gonna, is the I'm moment where, no. like, this... oh, I was going to say, this is the moment where the fact that I have literally not watched a single minute of WWE main roster this year is really going to bite our team in the butt. And, you know, we're having Andrew, you know, the, the original person in the spot really would have helped Kate out. And I'm very much useless in this regard. But, but, but Kate, having seen it, you want to go for something? I'm just trying to see this one. I could definitely get who went the longest, but um, I, uh, I'm going to say Carlito because I think he came back as sort of a stunt spot, but I can't remember how much he lost, how long he lasted. It does sound like something Carlito would do, doesn't it? But uh, sadly, it wasn't Carlito in the stunt, stunt spot. It was Hurricane Helms, I'm afraid. So uh, what? No points for anybody. They lost. No the idea. <laughs> I didn't even remember that he was in the Rumble. To be honest with you, wow. <laughs> I think Bruce is the true winner because he was only thirty seconds. <laughs> Right, Bruce right, is the right, true right. winner for having not watched any WWE this year. Yeah. That deserves its own points. <laughs> I have, but it just, it's not in there. It's just sort of went in one eye and out the other. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, so next up, we've got which professional wrestler that logged on to Twitter and said, we were lied to about COVID threat and US elections. Big tech is complicit and in human trafficking. What? <laughs> um, Do you want the question again? No, no, no. I, I, I just was dumbfounded by that. Yeah. <laughs> wrestler? Yep. Yeah, which wrestler? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I think we got this. I mean, I mean, narrowing it down from the amount of wrestlers who spouted stuff on Twitter this year, you know, <laughs> it could be a few wrestlers actually. So, um, have we all got his answers in? Um, Andy and Benno. Oh, shit. No, you're Andy on your one. Well, he's a bit of a flag checker, isn't he? So, um, <laughs> I just think he's too cowardly to have tweeted it, is my only bit, is my only thing on the guy you said. Yeah. Mm. Call we yours, Benno. Oh, great. It's going to be my fault now when it goes wrong. Okay. I'll take the risk. I think Austin Aries. Cena and Davey. Ooh, ooh. 
It's a good answer. Uh, we're going to stick with our choice, which is Nia Jax. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. I'm <laughs> Bruce. Um, you know what? I, I'm actually going to say Austin Aries as well. I think that. Yeah. Uh, it's a very good guess at Austin Aries, but it's not Austin Aries. And I can't believe Ben I didn't get this one. It's, uh, it's that man, Loki. Ah, Is it Loki? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I only remember the good times. See, but if you imagine absolutely crazy, batshit, anti-vax, COVID denier stuff coming in his voice, it sounds so much more credible. (laughs) Like, just imagine that. Well, the thing about the Microsoft role in shaping the vaccine is that the microchips, like, oh, okay, I'm I'm listening. This guy's got his shit together. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, that's how they get it. He has got a very authoritative voice, hasn't he? Uh, Yeah, they probably should sign him up, these anti-vax slot, to do their uh, TV. Those professional voiceover. Should have been uh, the host. <laughs> At least we were all on the same page. Who embarrassed themselves mm. on Twitter this yeah. year? And just mm. yeah. <laughs> He's like, who got kicked off? That was basically <laughs> and Drake Wirtz isn't a wrestler, so <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, anyone who used to read Shane's old column Wrestle Wife will know that there's a couple more questions like that coming up. Which non-AEW talent kicked down the forbidden door when they attacked John Moxley on AEW Dynamite? Kicking in yeah. that forbidden door. Have we all got his answers? So, uh, Andy and Benno, you guys first. Go on, Benno. Our team's coming alive after that last round. No, you can't. There's our answer for this one. And Sino and Davey? Uh, we're going to go with Kenta. And Kate and Bruce. Yeah, we're thinking Kenta as well. Yeah. Excellent. Clean sweep there. It was indeed Kenta breaking down that door. So moving over to Impact. And who did Rich Swan defeat to retain the Impact Heavyweight Championship at the uh, February pay-per-view? No surrender. And uh, Bruce, you were saying earlier that you've not watched a single. Uh, <laughs> I think there's probably only John Cena on this line who probably uh, watched that pay per view. I've watched I... a handful of Impact shows this year. I can't remember if that was one of them. I mean, I did a show on this one or a report or something. I think so. Um, right. Yeah, I think this was still when you were covering it, Davy. No, when did uh, Shot in the Dark start? So you know. No, I wasn't covering the uh, impact when Davy was doing the reports, and I took over. So I that that wasn't I wasn't talking about it just yet, but I definitely watched this show. Sorry, did you say to retain? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Yes, there's um, a number of options in impact. Oh. So, uh, Kate and Bruce will go with you guys first. I think it was Moose because I think that's where they unified the titles. And Sino and David? Uh, I don't know. Uh, going back and forth. What do you think, David? Yeah, I think this is one of the Impact Plus ones rather than one of the big pay-per-views. So I don't think it's as big a... Uh, it, Moose was a bit later on, um, I think. Uh, let, let's stick with our first answer, Eric Young. Okay. And uh, Benno and Andy? Uh, we've gone for thumbs up, thumbs down, Sammy Callan. Oh. Well, I'm afraid you were all wrong. It was uh, <sighs> everyone's favorite hardcore icon, 
No, I'm oh. sorry. Oh. Oh, sorry, Fino. He, no, it's he, all right. Uh, it came to me it? at the end, like the whole story popped in my head with the, with Tommy like begging for one more match. But the Impact Plus does like so many shows, like it's one per month, so it's so hard to keep track of what's what. Well, was this like just not even a big pay per view for them? This was just no, like, they do like these little like Impact Plus shows, which is basically yeah. like a glorified episode of Impact, just with no commercials. <laughs> Excellent. Speaking to people who, you know, probably wouldn't have been showing up on Impact six or seven months later after the... Right. After, <laughs> it's not just on Twitter where you can show your ass this year. <laughs> Do on TV as well. And uh, next question we've got, which WWE superstar got extremely mad at their low price on a WWE Dream Team viral game? Oh. So WWE released a, like um you know like uh, a viral game and it had a load of uh, wrestlers with different prices on who you could sort of like pay for them I guess and this person was really upset at their pricing on it. Yeah, I think this is like one of those things um, where it's like make your perfect team out of like fifty thousand and everyone has a different cost or something. Ah. Yeah, I remember yeah. somebody complaining about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those weird ones where it sparks off conversations about sports versus wrestling in terms of how people are evaluated and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. So if everyone's ready, uh, Kate and Bruce, you guys first. I'm pretty confident that this was Natalia. Oh. Sino and Davey. I'm gonna we're gonna go with the other White Castle representative, uh, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andy and Benno. And uh, Natty. That's always mine. Yeah, so Kate and Bruce and Andrew and Benno, there you go. Uh, yeah, wow. it was a Natty Night Hop. We're slipping, Sino. It's okay, we got this. We got it's this. only February. When's the Bhutan <laughs> round? Me and John will go head to head. Well, I think if, if there's any MLW questions coming, I think there's only John that will have uh, seen Ooh. any of that. Oh, so. I'm, oh I'm, I'm there for that. I'm there for that. If you got NWA questions, I'm there for that. And of course, okay. Kate and I are the we're the AEW Dark and Elevation Super Team yeah. there. So, yeah. <laughs> excellent. So, um, on to WWE again, just for you, Bruce. Um, who de- who defeated Drew McIntyre for the WWE title Elimination Chamber? Another one where I'd forgotten that there was even um, you know a non you know one of the main events was a WWE title match at the Chamber. So it seems like such a long time ago. I mean, um, Cena, was this when WWE was still doing the sort of like Thunderdome stuff back in February? February of 2021, yeah. They were still doing the Thunderdome at that point, yeah. Right, so we'll be back there again soon. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the most confident I've been so far. Fond, fond memories of this event, this February Thunderdome event. <laughs> <laughs> So, Benno and Andy, what's uh, what's your pick for uh, who, who beat Drew McIntyre at the Elimination Chamber? Go on, Benno. Bobby Lashley. And uh, see anyone, Davey? I think The Miz cashed in. And Kate and Bruce. Same, The Miz cashed in. Yep, it was indeed oh, The Miz no. cashing in. Sure Come on. Sure it was. Got you know, call it then the comebacks on here. And um, so, next question on February 22nd, AW announced via their Twitter account that Anna Jay would be out for six to 12 months with a shoulder injury. 
Which adult film star offered Anna Jay her massage services to help with the rehabilitation? <laughs> this is one of them where if you know what? it, you're going to feel ashamed. Well, it was a big <laughs> story at the time. <laughs> I'd never heard of this person, hand on heart. Liar. <laughs> Until she offered her massage services to, uh, to Anna Jay. So, uh, Kate and Bruce, which uh, which adult star uh, offered her services to Anna Jay? This is really not my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, just a, just a name from the past. I'm going to go with Jenna Jameson. Maybe I have no idea. Tina and Davy. I'm pretty uh, confident with this one. Adult, adult film star, wrestling connection. I'm going to go with Lars Sullivan. <laughs> Didn't he say sh? I mean, Didn't yeah, he say he's she? Got... Oh, well, I did indeed. Oh, um, you said she? <laughs> Andy and Beno. Um, go with uh, Bridget the Midget. We narrowed it down <laughs> to that old sticky Vicky, so we're going with Bridget the Midget. <laughs> Are they both from Liverpool? But anyway, um, <laughs> it was uh, it was Kendra Lust apparently. Kendra Lust, there, obviously, uh, really famous in Canada and the US. And so, the sorry, UK, Martin, clearly. spell that for me. <laughs> Kendra Lust. Okay. K e n d r a l u s t. I'm sure she. Incognito moon know. lady. <laughs> Got a bit of time before dynamite tonight. Just. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, moving on to March here, that was the last of the February questions, um, and we've uh, we're going to have a special guest, one of our uh, first guests here to uh, to uh, um, ask this question. And I'll just bring him up now. So here we go. First special guest with the question. Greetings and salutations. Happy holidays, everyone. Uh, Brandon <laughs> from New Jersey here, uh, live from Boris Johnson's uh, secret. Uh, Christmas party, right? No? Okay. All right. Enough of the pleasantries. Uh, my question. What celebrity prompted Ryan Satin's barber to start watching WWE again? No, not Brutus Beefcake. No, not the Booty Man. Only serious answers only. Thank you. And uh, have a happy holiday. So there we had the uh, always excellent Brandon from New Jersey. They're asking which celebrity prompted Ryan Satin's barber to start watching WWE again. This was a big story way back in March. So thanks to Brandon for coming on there. Merry Christmas to you there, mate. And uh, Andy and Benno, which celebrity prompted Ryan Satin's barber to start watching WWE again? Bad Bunny. Sino and Davey. We'll go with Bad Bunny. And Kate and Bruce. The cross-demographic appeal of Bad Bunny cannot be denied. Wow. <laughs> Nobody had any idea who Kendra Lust was, but we're all uh, big Bad Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next question up, we've got uh, which rapper caused the stink amongst WWE superstars like Randy Orton and T-Bar when he tweeted out, rap game faker than WWE? This was a uh, this I'm sure Benno and uh, 
and Sino will be eating this one up. But this was a, a blast from the past, a guy I'd not heard of for years. Rap game faker than WWE. No idea what he's referring to there, but you got bonus points for doing the dance. <laughs> so you know that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, Kate and Bruce will go with you guys first. I think I think it might be if we're talking blast from the past, I think it might have been Soldier Boy. Sino and David. Sino, go ahead. Uh, I, I uh, wow! I'm gonna go with Bow Wow. And uh, wow, that, that is a blast from the past. And uh, Andy and Benno. I, I think it's pretty sure it's Soldier Boy. <sighs> yep, it was indeed. It was indeed Soldier <laughs> well Boy himself. So uh, well done, Andy and Benno and Kate and Bruce. I, I was surprised that uh, Cino didn't get that one. Letting the side down. Come on. Well, Bow Wow definitely did some sort of like online campaigning to wrestle this year. I know that for sure. I just got the two. I got the rappers mixed up. That's all. <laughs> yeah, the rappers from the past mixed up. <laughs> so uh, next question. We've got Bray Wyatt returned from the dead at WWE Fastlane to help Alexa Bliss defeat Randy Orton. How did Randy originally kill off the Fiend? Before this big <laughs> return. <laughs> So, Kate, you were saying there about sort of like, you know, obviously, you know, you watch SmackDown most weeks and stuff like that. And I'm a, you know, don't want to speak for everyone on here, but um, I've not watched like WWE in a long, long time, um, especially I've watched a, some of the pay-per-views, but definitely not a full episode of Raw and SmackDown. Um, you know, obviously you and Way cover it a fair bit. Is there any sort of like stuff where you'd be like, oh, it's worth checking out for this? Or, you know, I know we've had the Roman Reigns stuff this year and, and what have you. Is there any other sort of like redeeming qualities from sort of like mainstream WWE this year? I mean, <laughs> it all, it, it does depend on what you like. I think more and more with WWE, particularly in their weekly programming, it it's becoming difficult to even see it as the same thing as what other people are doing like it it is like i will concede to them now it's it's sports entertainment it is it's it is a different animal there's nothing really right now that's sparking interest i know a lot of people are into the roman brock program i it's been a while that i've been sort of cooling on the the whole roman thing it's i'm i'd like them to sort of if make it evolve or move on hmm. Yeah, you feel like he's been doing the same thing for too long now. Mm-hmm. Right. So we should all have our uh, answers locked in now. So how did Randy Orton originally kill off the Fiend, Sino and Davey? He set him on fire. Benno and Andy. Set him on fire. And Kate and Bruce. Set him on fire. Excellent. All around the clock there. Yes, he did indeed set him on fire in uh, another thing that I'm struggling to remember there from uh, <laughs> The Fiends running WWE. So uh, next up, and this is a, a very niche question, something that seems to be hot for a couple of months this year. What is the nickname of Slap Fight's own homegrown Hulk Hogan, Vasile Kamataski? Oh, Benno's going to know this a- one. A big phenomenon this year, and uh, yeah, it, it seemed to sort of like fizzle out after a couple of months. And uh, this was uh, one of their big superstars from it, Vasily oh, yeah. Kamatsky. Yeah. He had pay per views and everything. Charles Burney as well. 
You what, sorry, Andy? It, it was a bit of a shit house that evening as well. It was <laughs> big heel. Big heel. So Benno and Andy, who who was um, the big slap fight stars? What was his uh, nickname? Well, I'm just going to say for for Bruce's sake, don't go back and watch WWE after you've heard that about the fiend lighting people on fire. <laughs> watch slap fights. That's the stuff you need to see. And the star of the show <laughs> was the man himself, Dumpling. <laughs> and uh, Cena and Davey. Uh what what did you say, Davey? Slappy Vassy. Slappy Vassy. Why not? <laughs> that would have been better, but sadly not. And uh, Kate and Bruce. I think uh, I, I think I saw like one GIF or like a 20 second video on Twitter of one dude slapping the other. That was the, the full extent of my contact with this whole little little trend here. So I just kind of came up with the right hand of God because that sounded badass, but I know it's wrong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, only um, Andy and Benno there with the points. It was indeed dumpling. So moving up next and on to a bit of ROH. Who are the four original members of ROH Stable, Violence Unlimited? Original members, four of them. I mean, obviously, Benno, you're, you're known as Mr. ROH, and you know, you, you, long history with them. Was the ROH promotion you were checking out much this year outside of the, uh, you know, the uh, the last show? Only to see them off at the end, really. That was the thing. Yeah, it was like, yeah, um, you know, was <laughs> how long, how many years has ROH gone without being relevant? Like, I was, I was watching it kind of just to to see the clips and to see Brian and Punk and see all of that stuff. And you know, I'm sure there was a current fan base they had to save as well. But that, I'm pretty sure that's the only, maybe watched one of the other pay per views earlier this year, but it doesn't stand out. No, it just seemed like a completely different ROH, didn't it? It's sort of like mm. 2002 to 2005, sort of like. It's just a shame for that last pay for you. I thought they should have, you know, gone a bit more with the nostalgia. You know, I'm sure they could have got even like Chris Daniels and the likes of those guys mm. to come back in. Yeah. Bit, but... but I kept saying that, but I had to remind myself that, like, you know, it had been like 15 years and they did have a current yeah. fan base to save as well. So, you know, <laughs> all the old people like like us would have been loving that. But I suppose they've got to do a bit of, a, bit of that too. I did like that one match with all the little homage spots and you could just sort of see almost like this montage of past champions and whatnot as the younger folks came in and, and, and worked through their movesets. That was pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, there was a bit of nostalgia, weren't there? But I suppose I, I was just looking for a bit more. Um, Should have done right. special K. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> special K. <laughs> so, uh, right, Kate and Bruce, um, who were the four original members of uh, Violence Unlimited? I think we've got some, I know we have some of them. So Brody, Dickinson, PCO, and maybe Deppin. Right, so you know, and Davey. We're going to go with Brody King, Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppin, and Homicide. And Benno and Andy. Yeah, uh, Brody King, Homicide, Chris Dickinson, Tony Deppin. Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, valiant effort there, Bruce and Kate. But, um, yeah, it's, well done, it, it is, in fact... Brody King, Tony Depp and Chris Dixon and Homicide. So well done, Sino and uh, Andy and Benno. And uh, last question for March. Uh, we're moving over to Japan now and uh, Benno's favourite promotion, Stardom. And I'm going to get a bite. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> who faced off in a hair versus hair match at the All-Star Dream Cinderella on March the 3rd? It's got a lot of... Uh, a lot of sort of like publicity, a lot of like big star ratings of the hair versus hair match between these two. 
I mean, so you know, you tend to watch a lot of wrestling. Is um, Stardom or sort of like many Japanese promotions on your radar? Unfortunately, not. I, I wish I had more time of the week to, to watch this. If there's like a match that stands out, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, but the only Japanese representation that I cover on a weekly basis is New Japan Strong. So I do get to see a lot of faces um, that might be here from Excursion or whatnot. Um, but I try to, you know, keep up to date with like All Japan and New Japan and know if there's any big matches or big events happening. Yeah. Right, have we got all our answers locked in? Uh, Andy and Benno, if they still there. Yeah, so it's uh, Julia versus Tam Nakano. And, uh, very, very Cino. well, the grapplock. <laughs> Cino and David? Yeah, uh, this one's actually on our short list for um, best match of the year, which you can all vote for on the, on the Up Next Facebook group. It is, I think, it's definitely Julia who looks badass with the shaved head against Tam Nakano. Yep, and uh, Kate and Bruce. Yeah, we were very confident, obviously, with Julia, and it took us a while, and we were less confident going with Nakano, but that was our guess, too. Yeah, everyone sort of remembers yeah. Julia, don't they? Because she ended, she was the one who lost the match and lost the hair, lost, like yeah. Davey said. Has that um, amazing sort of like, you know, badass look with the shaved head and everything. So, yeah, that's the one that most people remember from that match. So, yeah, finished in, in March now and on to April. And... Uh, what threatened to delay and even outright cancel WrestleMania night one? Sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Do you want me to repeat it, Davey, or have you got it? Cino said, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, big, um, yeah, there's, um, everyone was checking Twitter that night because it seemed like uh, WrestleMania was going to either be held off or cancelled completely so uh, Andy and Benno what um, what was looked like it might cancel Wrestlemania night one it was definitely the weather I'm just trying to figure out yeah, it was a thunderstorm thunderstorm go with that that's the weather we use so you know and Davey yeah I mean the visual of Samoa Joe and that poncho I'll never forget the storm that night <laughs> <laughs> yes Samoa Joe and the poncho and uh, Kate and Bruce what did you call yeah with? the the, the the poncho sticks with me. It was a, a brainstorm. Yeah, it was indeed a thunderstorm, but uh, they were really lucky because they um, ended up going ahead. And next question: Who accompanied Sami Zayn in his match against Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? Someone who's been all over the news this year. Big star outside of wrestling. And if we've all got his answers locked in for that one, we'll go with Kate and Bruce. Uh, it was Logan Paul. Cena and Davey. Yeah, someone who took Floyd Mayweather to the limit. It's Logan Paul. <laughs> he did indeed. I think it wasn't even Floyd holding him up in that last round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got a bet on you, mate. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Andy and Benel. Logan Paul. Logan Paul, so points all round there. Uh, everyone's uh, getting some big scores in here. So uh, next match, uh, five days after WrestleMania, WWE released 10 wrestlers due to budget cuts. But what was the opening bid for WWE's Platinum Undertaker NFT package that very same month? <laughs> what a swerve. So, 
<laughs> so WWE were claiming budget cuts, but they were uh, charging. Uh, well, they were getting big bids for uh, Undertaker NFT Undertaker NFT packages. I'm still confused as to what uh, an actual NFT is, Bruce. Um, are you any of the wiser? I mean, on somewhat, yes, but it really just seems to be something that clogs up my my Twitter account. And God forbid, if you actually ever tweet anything saying, ne- you know, you know, negative about them or whatever, then the algorithm is convinced that you are really interested in NFTs and wants mm-hmm. to start foisting them upon you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's if 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 like for the past three years, the one word I wish I I, I could pay you know, the divine entity, whatever it might be to just block from my ears. If pre- if in previous years that was influencer, it was definitely NFT this year, a word. <laughs> Hopefully when I'm like 60, you know, it'll be on one of these quiz on the big fat quiz show or something like that. And it'll be like, oh, right, that thing. And that'll be, that'll be the extent of it, hopefully. But yeah. Well, I thought that. I thought it was going to be a flash in the pan, but then it turns out a load of bands are looking into like uh, talking to like NFT producers, aren't they? And going to do music through them and things like that. And then I was, I heard there was even talk of like gig tickets going to be NFTs and stuff. So hopefully not fingers crossed. But yeah, it does seem like they're going to be around for for ages. But um, anyway, Andy and Benno, what was the uh, opening bid for uh, the Undertaker NFT package in April? Bum Benno. No, we're going to guess. We know it's something daft. 20,000. See, no one, Davey. Uh, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. $10,000. And Kate and Bruce. We went way over that. So I don't know if we're right or wrong or if we're doing prices right rules, but uh, we, went yeah. with a whole, <laughs> we went with a whole 100K. Wow. That would it. Well, they, they, we're only talking about the opening bit. I don't know how much the NFC actually went, but. Um, so, you know, and Davey, you were bang on the money. It was uh, $10,000 indeed. Oh, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> exactly. I know, some people have got too much money indeed. Too um, much money to burn. Patreon.com slash grapple. And um, so, next question. So, temperature soared in Florida during GCW's Acid Cup. What happened during Lee Moriarty versus JJ Garrett that quickly led to a finish? So, yeah, it must have been really, really hot. And I paid for this hot. event and vividly remember it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this one is. <laughs> sure, everyone who was there does. <laughs> So, uh, Sino and Davey, you, uh, I've not heard you be as confident for this answer. So, uh, what what um, what led to the finish of this uh, GCW Acid Cup match? Davey? Uh I think we're going to say a fire happened. Benno and Andy? He's gonna. He's gonna. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and Kate and Bruce. Yeah, uh, Garrett, about. Uh, 10 minutes, eight minutes into the match, uh, the heat got to him and the contents of his stomach just frothed out up and onto the mat. And they took a long (laughs) ass time to clean it. Yeah. (laughs) And God, it was outdoor. (laughs) (laughs) I know in in this sort of like peak of COVID and you've got wrestlers throwing up in the ring, it's not the the best look, is it? But um, yes, he did indeed. JJ Garrett, uh, JJ Garrett rather vomited due to the heat. Um, so at NXT Stand and Deliver, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. But 
how long was the match? Closest wins, or obviously, if you get it on the money, then you uh, get a point. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. As they put in our chat, too bloody long, and I put six years, so you know where we're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the answer, Venno? <laughs> I don't think it's the official one. But... So, um, what do you think is going to happen in AEW with Kyle O'Reilly? Do you think he's going to come in as sort of like a single star, Kate, or are we going to see him uh, reteaming with um, with Bobby Fish? I, I think that they've been teasing that so much that he's definitely coming. And I assume that Adam just packed him into that tiny little box that he was showing the uh, the Bucks last week, and I hope air holes in it. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, how long was the match? So, uh, Benno and Andy. How long was the Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole and Sanction match? We we've gone for uh, forty-eight minutes. Cena and Davey. Um, we're gonna go with forty, forty minutes. And Kate and Bruce. I think it was about forty-three. I think it was just under forty-five. So forty-three. So the official time was forty minutes and nineteen seconds. So uh, Davey and Cena with the point there. Hold well on. But yet to what Andy said, yeah, too bloody long. So, uh, but not quite six years. It sometimes feels like that way when you're watching these uh, epic main events that go on too long. But so about the average of the the general average Okada G1 main event this year. <laughs> then, <yeah. laughs> Indeed. And uh, moving after April and on to May. And uh, what match prompted a WWE employee to say it set the business back thirty years? 30 years, not 10, 20, a whole 30 years. Way back to the 80s. An AEW match. Yeah. Kate and Bruce, have you got an answer locked in? We yeah, do. we're going with the uh, with the Blood and Guts match. Davian, so you know? Yeah, Blood and Guts. And Benno and Andy. No, I'm doubting our answer, but we won't cheat. <laughs> we said uh, we said Moxley Omega, the um, no rope exploding barbed wire match, but we got our t- dates wrong. You have indeed. I'm afraid it is the uh, AW Blood and Guts match. Sorry, so, uh, well done, Tino and Davy and Kate and Bruce. And um, New Jack sadly passed away on the 14th of May. But what was his tag team with John Cronus in ECW known as? So not not his most famous tag team, but the one he had with John Cronus, which uh, interesting name. So you brought up New Japan there, Bruce, and uh, obviously you were doing all you know you and uh, Mark Buckledy doing the Lord's work when you know watching all the G One this year and providing all the reports and stuff like that. And I mean, obviously, you know, New Japan not had the strongest year in ring, and, and a lot of people are switching off in droves. Are you still keeping up with it all? I did. I doing my best i i to be honest uh a few cup i watched the first couple of cards of both super juniors and world tag and then just couldn't keep up with it with everything else that was happening for my money you know strong is a very enjoyable and watchable product right now uh just the combination of american indie stuff plus you know New Japan factions and flavor and possible consequences in storyline. It's just a very 
you know, really, really easy and watchable uh, show. You, you know, if you're the sort of person who doesn't have time to, to dig all the way into the heavy duty Japanese attorneys themselves, but if you want to keep an eye on just some of what is happening uh, in New Japan and, you know, what might have consequences for their things with their partnerships with AEW. So, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, theoretically sometime maybe in the next three days, I might finally watch the finals of, of the Super <laughs> Juniors in the Tag League, but it's really low priority stuff, uh, at least compared to Strong. So I can, if I'm trying to find the positive, that would definitely be it right now. Yeah, I have heard that from a lot of people that Strong's the one the one to watch and got a lot of strong matches on there and a lot of up and coming talent that are worth checking out. But um anyway, so um we've had plenty of time to get our answers in. So uh, Andy and Benno, who was what was the tag team between New Jack and John Cronus? What were they known as? Um the gangster eaters. Sino and Davey. Yeah, I mean, nowadays people are putting names together. They call it shipping, right? New Jack and John Cronus was doing that back in the 90s. The, the, the gangsters and the eliminators, the gangsinators. Indeed. And uh, Bruce and Kate. Big goose egg on this one. We had no clue apart from, no uh, I mean, if, if, if it wasn't the gangsters themselves, we had no idea. So, yeah, taking a whip on this one. It, yeah, it was indeed. Uh, well done, Andy and Beto and Tino and Davey. It was the gangsinators. Next up, we've got Damian Priest took on The Miz at WrestleMania Backlash in a zombie lumberjack match to promote which film? The big film that came out that month and WWE got a load of pelters. They're, uh... I mean, Davey, would you say that was one of the worst matches of the year, the uh, WrestleMania Backlash match with the zombie lumberjacks? Yeah, I mean, for sure. And I, I think we've seen... Um over this year about ways you can do kind of promotion well, like the cross promotion. I think it is something that AEW managed to do pretty well with their like space jam match they had and stuff like that. But yeah, that was awful. And the fact that that match actually took the Miz out of action for a few months <laughs> is, is ridiculous. I think his first injury, like his first serious injury in his career was in that fucking match, which was uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, it's one of those where you don't want anybody who doesn't know you're a wrestling fan to walk in and see that you're watching no. wrestling. It's definitely one of those, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, but which film was it uh, set to promote? Um, Kate and Bruce, which film was uh, this uh, zombie lumberjack match promoting? Oh, we make movies, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kate. Uh, it was Army of the Dead. Cena and Davey. It was Army of the Dead, and you can check out a full review of that film on patreon.com slash upnext for only $5 a month. Indeed. That's much smoother product integration than the goddamn zombie match right there. And Benno and Andy. Yeah, Army of the Dead. Yep. Full house for everyone there. Yep, Army of the Dead it was indeed. Right. On to uh, some New Japan now. And uh, Wrestling Dantaku. Will Ospreay defeated Shingo Takagi in 45 minutes. But how many singles matches have the two had together so far? Total or this year? This year? or um, In total. So a lot of highly star rated matches between these two. But how many have they had together? But in, in total 2021 or total whole, like, whole career? Whole career. Okay. So, Benno and Andy, how many uh, matches have Shingo and Osprey had? 
all together. Gone for four. Yeah. Definitely four Cena. in New Japan. Cena and Davey? Yeah, we're going to go with four also. And Kate and Bruce? Same, four. Yes, it was indeed for for uh, for great matches. Where can they get it? All of us did the fist. Then we went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been doing the four for uh, four matches, but anyway. Um, so, got another special guest coming up now to uh, ask the uh, ask the next question. Hello, everyone. Jamesy here, and have I got a question for you? During a Q&A session with ad-free shows, who said the following about WWE superstar Cesaro? You want to know the truth? You want to know inside baseball? He's a scumbag. Cesaro's a scumbag. I didn't have fun with him at all. He was supposed to put me over at Chikara before he left for WWE and he didn't do it. So fuck him. He knows I'm talking about him all the time. Fuck him. Fuck you, Cesaro, Claudio, whatever you want to call yourself. Stay over there. Don't come to AEW. Big bitch Swiss motherfucker. I don't like him. I don't know if you noticed that. Brilliant there from James. uh, (laughs) I had to get him to read out that quote uh, (laughs) because it was made me chuckling. So, yeah, who uh, who was talking shit about Cesaro there? I had no idea until uh, until Shane sent me this through that that uh, interview had even happened. Jeez, I, I almost don't want to know. Like, I just have such a, <laughs> yeah. such a rosy picture of you know this perfect continental gentleman who you know has his cats and his coffee and is just so pleasant and genteel with everyone. I almost don't want to know who he's got heat with. <laughs> Made even better by the. Uh, I can't imagine these two people having more different accents than Jamesy and uh, this person who was uh, talking shit about Cesaro. So, but anyway, Andy and Benno, who was who was uh, who was James asking the question about there? Go on, Benno. Well, as Andy has put it, then the uh, the father Jack of AEW, Eddie Kingston. So you know, um, and Davey. Yeah, the only person I could see cursing that much right now in AEW would be Eddie Kingston. So that that was my guess. And uh, Bruce and Kate. Same. It's I, I can picture that coming out of Eddie Kingston's mouth. I don't know about anyone else. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I just thought it'd be funny getting James to read it with his, uh, <laughs> his smooth <laughs> Irish tones compared to uh, Eddie Kingston uh, reeling off those expletives. So yeah, cheers to Jamesy for that one, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, mate. And uh, we're on to June now. And first question, what popular WWE superstar was released on June 2nd and then almost nuked his reputation by the end of the month? So he was released by WWE and then uh, proceeded to uh, go on a lot of social media and do a lot of interviews and turned a lot of fans off him. Oh. Could you repeat it once more, please? Yep. Which popular WWE superstar was released on the 2nd of June and almost nuked his reputation by the end of the month? So someone who was a fan favorite and then got released and went on quite the diatribe. Right, so uh, Andy and Benno, who have you got for this, uh, for this 
former WWE superstar. We've got um, Tommy Bell and Tommy End. Twitch favorite. Alistair Black. Cena and Davey. Um, I don't know if he's a fan favorite, but we're going to go with Braun Strowman. And uh, Kenny and Bruce. Strowman was the only one I could think of, but I think that stuff that he said that got him in trouble actually came well before he was released. But yeah, sure, go with that. Um, yeah, it's only uh, Benno and Andy got that right. It was Alistair Black who was all Ooh. over Twitch talking about how much he loved in all over interviews and stuff, talking about how much you know Vince McMahon loved him and you know how, how we'd had all these brilliant ideas that everyone loved and stuff. And yeah, and a lot of fans were were turned off by him. So. Uh, Next question. Who headlined? This one's definitely for Benno. The uh, 2021 GCW Deathmatch Hall of Fame. Big Hall of Fame for uh, GCW Deathmatch. They have a Hall of Fame? Yes, (laughs) apparently they do, Davey. (laughs) Sorry, this is like the premier entrant in the hall, not somebody working a match that coincides with the hall. No, yeah, it was a, this was the first entrant in the, uh, as far as I know, the first entrant anyway in the Hall of Fame. Everyone's got a Hall of Fame now. Red Pro got a Hall of Fame. Like everyone's, everyone's got a Hall of Fame now. Um, so Benno and Andy, who was the uh, was the first entrant? Ooh. Do you want me to go on there, Benno? Don't know. Feel pretty strongly. I don't know. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel strong about this one. Do you? Um, okay, go on. We'll go. We'll, we'll defer to you. Yeah, um, we'll go with Danny Havoc. So you know, oh. Davy. The first thing that popped in my head was Matt Tremont and Kate and Bruce. I, I'm going to go with Danny Havoc as well. I think that's. Oh, I'm afraid you were all wrong. It was sick, Nick, Nick Mondo. Mondo. Mm. Oh no! Never good heard of him. <laughs> good, good old, good old Sicknick. <laughs> Indeed, he's a Hall of Famer now in GCW's Deathmatch Hall of Fame. Right, and uh, up next we're going to have uh, another special guest to read off the next question. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3 of True Hill Heat Wrestling Daily and Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channels. I am here, thanks to Martin, to give you your next question. How many Hell in a Cell matches were there in this June alone? So there we go. How many Hell in a Cell matches were there in June alone? If anyone spammed a gimmick as much as the Hell in the Cell, I mean, that must be the most spammed gimmick of all time. It's time they sort of like, I don't know, it used to be kind of like a feud ended, didn't it, Bruce? And now it just seems to be like something that, you know, is a, a meaningless match. It's something that they should maybe put away for a while. It's it's incredible that that gimmick, which theoretically has the top over top of it to prevent people from getting in or out, now seems more broken 
uh, than a traditional <laughs> cage match actually does, right? Like if a if an indie company or AEW or NWA or whoever it is is putting a cage match together, I still have, I don't know, 75% assurance that we're getting something resembling a proper blow-off to a feud. But I know for a fact that the yeah, the 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 whole Hell in a Cell gimmick is just just ruined beyond repair. Maybe like it was, you know, on the very first one when Kane ripped the door off. I don't know. <laughs> Indeed. Right, so Benno and Andy, how many um, how many Hell in a Cell matches were there in June alone? We've we just yeah, we've just been going back and forth. We've settled on four. Four, did you say? Yeah, four because yeah. it's two on TV, I think. And Sino uh, and David. Yeah, I, th- I think we're going with the same. I think there were two at the pay-per-view. There was one on the SmackDown just before, and then I think Raw were, uh, like USA Network, were pissed that they didn't have a Hell in a Cell, so they did one yeah. on Raw as well. So and for- Kate and Bruce. I'm gonna, we're, we'll be different. I'm going to say three. Okay. And the answer was indeed four. So there, yes, there was uh, four over the space of four days. We we're just talking about how much this spanned it. One on SmackDown, two of that Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay per view, and then one on the next night of Raw. I mean, when one Hell, Hell in a Cell isn't enough, then four surely is. And uh, last question of the month is uh, the month of June, rather. Which famous era defining promo celebrated its 10th birthday that month? 10th birthday, and a lot of people felt old when they realized that this era defining promo was 10 that month. Kate and Bruce, have you got an answer? Well, you know, as true today as it was 10 years ago, the wheel does keep on turning. It's the pipe bomb promo. Sino and Davey. Yep. Hi, Cole Cabana. It was a pipe bomb. <laughs> and uh, Andy and Benno. We're all old pipe bomb. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> Full house there. Yes, it was indeed the pipe bomb that was on the 27th of the 6th, 2011. Yeah, really feeling old looking at uh, those dates. Really, that was 10 years ago. So moving on to July now, we're uh, well into the summer here. Who took a shot as WWX, at WWE's association with Saudi Arabia on AEW Dynamite? So someone, obviously, very controversial WWE being involved in Saudi, with Saudi Arabia and uh, someone on AWTV took a shot at them. Hmm. So we were talking about rap earlier, Benno, and... Um, who, in your mind, obviously, uh, Sino and Davey had a really famous rap battle earlier this year. Who, in your mind, was the uh, was the better freestyler out of uh, Sino and Davey? Not to put you on the spot there. Sorry, what, what, what was the question? Sorry, we were going back and forth again. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so, obviously, Sino and uh, Davey had a, an infamous rap battle earlier this year, and obviously, you're a big rap fan. Um, who do you think was the better freestyler out of, out of the two of them? Oh. You know, Davey's got the, uh, you know, as a as a home country 
gunplay trace. I kind of got a got a I don't know, got a soft spot for rap with a British accent, but I don't know. Me, me and uh, me and John go back away when it comes to uh, to hip hop and uh, Wu Tang and rap lyrics and all that stuff. So I've got to side with John on this one. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think everyone was surprised at how good Davies rap was. I think that's why he got the vote on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was a banger though. It was yeah. both both well done, gents. <laughs> I did go over the bar limit to be fair as well, but it's only it's cheating if you get caught, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mom spaghetti. So we are- we all got our answers locked in. Uh, Kate and Bruce, who was uh, who was having a, a jive at WWE's association with um with I, I'm, I'm bothered that neither of us immediately remembered this one. We hummed and hawed over this, but I think we're going to go with our first instinct, which was Taz. And Sino uh, and Davey. We 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 yeah. talked about this for a while too, but I, are we going to go with our answer? Yeah, we're going to go with Tony Khan. I think so. We don't have another answer. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Benno and Andy. Well, well, we we tied with Taz as well, but um, have we finally settled on Doctor Britt Baker? D? Yeah, I think she um, directly. D. Oh, <laughs> Taz was sloppy shot, wasn't he? Indeed, you are correct, Andy and Ben. Oh, yes, it was indeed Britt Baker. She uh, so enjoy your blood money. Maybe next mm, week, AEW Dynamite. Right, 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 right. Yes. Hold on. At least six months ago now. Um, so next question, what match, this might be just for Bruce only, uh, what match headlined the New Japan Strong Fireworks Frenzy Show in California on the 2nd of July? Fireworks Frenzy. It would have been some of the um, guys that you've noticed from New Japan Strong then, Bruce, that you'd recommend that we should be checking out, some of the sort of like up-and-coming guys from that. Um, I'm trying to think who who's really been making uh, an impression. I mean, it's obviously been a great uh, showcase for Limelight uh, when he has been on there. Um, he's he's always turning in some really solid performances. Um, I think it's also, I mean, really, it's it's a lot of the uh, the U.S. young lions who maybe haven't been spotted by people you know who are familiar with uh, either the previous generation of Japanese ones or the current crop of them. Like I've been really impressed with Kevin Knight. Uh, as well in in all of the young lion show uh, matches that he's been showing up in, uh, he has a slightly different background, I think, than a lot of the in terms of his previous training. So he's bringing just a slightly different edge uh, and flavor to the traditional young lion match and a lot of intensity. So yeah, so those would be two of my picks. I definitely have to check them out. So um, Sino and Davey, what headlined that um, fireworks frenzy show for New Japan Strong? It's all you, Sino. I mean, you said two really good answers, and I feel like it had to be one of the two, but I don't think it was them two against each other. But uh, Filthy Tom Lawler and Fred Rosser. And uh, Andy and Benno. Uh, We've gone with uh, Filthy Tom Lawler versus uh, Dicko, Chris Dickinson. And uh, Kate and Bruce. I think this might have been the uh, Lawler-Dickinson match, which sparked off the breakup of, of Team Filthy. There, I think the roster match was later, but I'm not 100%. But I'm, I'm yeah, going with Lawler and Dickinson. Now, I'm afraid you were all wrong. It was Fred Rosser against Bateman. Bateman, there you go, Bateman. Fred Rosser against Bateman. I, I wanted to, JP, what they got that? Just, 
He would have indeed. <laughs> Probably screaming at his headphones right now. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to include that one just because Fireworks Frenzy uh, really caught my attention as a, a name of a show for July. Um, on the uh, 7th of July, AW Dynamite, a fan jumped the rail and tried to attack which pro wrestler? So we seem to have had a spate of that sort of like... Um, this year and then the last couple of years fans jumping the railing trying to get themselves noticed on TV and it never goes well for them right Andy and Benno which uh, which who what yeah. wrestler did they try to attack well, just on a technicality we're gonna we're gonna say because I think the fan if the question is who did the fan attack I think the fan went for MJF but I think Jericho got to him first so, whichever of those is the appropriate answer. So, he attacked MJF. Cena and Davey. Ooh, yeah, that, that you say it like that. We're going to go with our original choice, which was Jericho. I feel like Jericho was the one that was in the way. They were channeling his wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Bruce and, and Kate. Yeah, kind of similar to Benno. We kind of are, it's a bit of a angels on the head of a pin thing and that we assume the guy was going for MJF, but Jericho was the one who actually mixed it up with him. Uh, and of course, you know, some extra some extra points to Justin Roberts for, for getting a couple of shots in there as well. And uh, yeah, so well, I've got Chris Jericho down here, so I'll, uh, I'll give points uh, along the board. Yeah, um, it could have been, I suppose, either MJF or Jericho. And uh, next question up, we've got how much was Lexa Bliss charging for cameos in the month of July. So cameos are a big topic of conversation this year and obviously WWE getting in there and obviously people pay big money to get wrestler cameos, but how much was Alexa Bliss charging for them? I sort of feel like this one is even more of a a bigger telling on yourself question than the porn star was in a way. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely wasn't spending this amount of money on a, uh, on a cameo for even someone I like. Never mind Alexa Bliss. So, Andy and uh, Benno, have you uh, have you got a price up for uh, how much these cameos are costing? Um, Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Cena and Davy. Um, we 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 were we were a bit torn, but I think we we're going to go with four hundred. Because the guy asked her out on a date and she responded with, I already have a boyfriend, if I remember correctly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Kate and Bruce. I think it was 750. Ooh. Ooh, So I think I'm going to give the points to Andy and Benno and Kate and Bruce because it was actually $800. (sighs) So uh, I'll give you guys both a point. But um, yeah. I think what she could charge if it was an NFT, though. (laughs) There you go. Only good enough for The Undertaker, apparently, NFTs, but there we go. Um, so we had the uh, labors of Jericho around this time, but what were the first two labors of Jericho? What were your thoughts on the sort of like labors of, of Jericho, Andy? Were you a, a fan of this sort of like uh, thing they had going on uh, across the episodes of Dynamite? To, to be honest, I thought the getting good um you know as they got to like the fourth one and then once he got to like um mjf like the fifth one i like mm, just was what it was for me the inner circle 
uh, MJF storyline just went on forever. I just wanted it to end. Um, mm. But no, it, it was a, it was a good concept, but yeah, just went on too long for me. Right then, uh, Kate and Bruce, what were the first two labors uh, of Jericho? The first one, uh, I think, was Sean Spears, and then the second one was Nick Gage. Cena and Davey? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're saying the same. And uh, Andy and Benno. Spears and uh, MDK all fucking day. <laughs> Indeed, correct. That was... Uh... How did you think um, Nick Gage fared on the AEW Renault then? As well as Nick Gage ever would. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's a meme in. He's not a he's not a real that's this is the thing WH Park spreads rumors that I'm a, I think Nick Gage is like the wrestler of the year or something, or he's <laughs> capable of actual good wrestler matches. He isn't. Um but he's a presence, you know, and it was a specialty. It was fine, but I'd do it like once every three years or something like that. I wasn't a wasn't wanting him to get an AEW contract or anything off the back of it. There are people getting getting mad at me right now for not including Gage and Cardona in the best match of the year shortlist. And I'm like, sorry, like you can argue as much as you want. One, (laughs) it ain't going in there. No fooling. I spent about an hour last night trying to come up with a good like Nick Cave and the bad seats, Nick Gage and the blank blank (laughs) pun for our team name. And Nick Gage and the Bushies was as close as I came and that wasn't any good. So, yeah. (laughs) Are you a big Nick Cave fan there, Bruce? I have been. I definitely have been. Uh, the, the more recent stuff is a little bit, you know, drifting into, you know, uh, adult contemporary, you know, aspi- aspirations <laughs> of Leonard Cohen-ness. Uh, mm. But that's fine. And he's certainly entitled to that uh, as he enters his dotage. But uh, yeah, from all the way back to, you know, Boys Next Door through Birthday Party, through the really early noisy stuff, uh, you know, really up until about five or ten years ago. Uh, it's, it is a fantastic catalog, yeah. I am. Um, I saw him walking through Camden in London once, and he's got no escaping from anyone. That guy is the yeah. tallest guy I've ever seen in my life. He literally towered above everybody. Yeah, I was like, oh, I bet he gets uh, hassled quite a bit for autographs and stuff. But anyway, moving on to uh, August and uh, moving over to Dragon Gate because which Dragon Gate original retired at the start of August? Legendary Dragon Gate wrestler. Had some absolute bangers all over the world. Big retirement in August. So, uh, Sino and Davey, any ideas who was the uh, big Dragon Gate star that retired? Not a clue. Yeah, not a clue. This might be the first pass. Like, I can't even come up with anything. Um, Andy and Benno. Yeah, it's um, Speed Star. He's lightning in the jungle. It's Masato Yoshino. And uh, Kate and Bruce. I, I, I think I even saw the card that the retirement thing was on, but I couldn't, full disclosure, I couldn't pull up the name, but I'm 99% sure Andy is right, but but we didn't come up with it. Yep, Andy is right. Andy, didn't you see him wrestle in the UK? Didn't you most recently do a review of the show that uh, Dragon Gate did in, was it Castleford or somewhere like that? Um, it was in uh, Nottingham, that one, in 2011 against uh, Naruki Boy. Um, mm. he, he was around a couple of years with like Dragon Gate UK coming over on the tours already. Very fast man. I mean, yeah, we were spoiled with them tours that we used to get over here, weren't we? Uh, shame. 
Shame they're no longer a thing. But on to the next question. What was the main event of IWTV 100 celebrating the 100th IWTV title defense? Are you um, a big IWTV watcher, John? I know you watch a lot of wrestling. Is uh, IWTV something that you subscribe to? No, no, not at all. But this one, I, I feel like I might know this one because I feel like it was something that was talked about. If, if I hear about a big match, I'll seek it out. And I feel like this was one of them. Yeah, it was. Big, well, headlining their uh, 100th, 100th title defense. So, Andy and Benno, what was the, uh, what was, what was the match? Hello, Benno. Yeah, Garcia, you, sir. It was a very, very good match. Being the uh, a lot of people's top tens at the end of the year, I think. Cena and Davey. Yeah, I'm going to go with the same thing. Willie Utah and Daniel Garcia. I mean, I made sure I watch this match, yeah. And uh, Kate and Bruce. We, we had yeah. to punt on this one, but now, now that yeah, Cena, I yes, so. I do remember, yeah, the, I I do remember the chat about this match, but we, we couldn't pull yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, Willie Utah against uh, Daniel Garcia. Is that on the up next uh, top matches of the year, Davey? It isn't actually. No, <laughs> I, I haven't seen this one. Yeah, I feel like I need to check it out after. I might need to, uh, yeah. Yeah, recommending it just then. Right, uh, Ilya Dragunov against Walter at NXT Takeover was ordered a hearty five and a quarter from the Wrestling Observer. How many Walter against Ilya singles matches have there been so far in total? Not just in 2021, in total. And not just in WWE. Singles matches, Martin. Yeah, just singles matches. Uh, And we're talking other promotions? Yeah, other promotions, not just WWE, in the career of Ilya and Walter. I imagine you've been there for a lot of the live ones, haven't you, Andy? Yeah, so I was there for Manchester. Um, I think that I think that was the only only one I was there live for. There was the freeway match with uh, when Ilya returned at WSW with Bad Bones. Mm, was there for that one? Yeah, they've had, they've definitely had some uh, some bangers over the years. So, uh, Kate and Bruce, how many matches have uh, Walter and Ilya had in total? Four. Cena and Davy. Let's go <laughs> seven. And uh, Benno and Andy. I think mm. we'll go with it. I think it's seven. It's indeed seven. So they've had Ooh. one Ooh. in NXT, one in NXT UK, one in Progress, four and four in four. WXW. Get I'd, in. Compl- I'd forgotten about the Progress one, to be honest with you. Was that one in Manchester, did you say, Andy? No, it was yeah, the one until Matt Andy said. Yeah. I would have went six five, until Andy said that. Well. I was there as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, uh, all faded long into the memory. Right, Um a funny question here. On August the 1st, PWG held their first show since December 2019 with Mystery Vortex 7. On what date did they start shipping the show on Blu-ray? <laughs> 2025. <laughs> <laughs> the Blu-ray actually came out this year, but I believe it or not. So um, I'll give the closest answer unless someone gets it bang on the money. So obviously... PWG not known for their uh, VOD service or the quickness of their uh, Blu-ray releases. What date so, was the show itself again? What date was the show? Uh, it was on August the 1st. Mystery Vortex 7. Can't believe we're still what doing mystery shows in a post-speaking art world. 
Nice. I have once managed, once managed to pre-order all the the Bola DVDs or Blu-rays and actually avoid spoilers wow. right until actually watching them all and not finding out who won. Well, I did it once. The other like three or four times, no chance. But yeah, what year was that then? Uh, it would have been the year, the second year that Ricochet won. So what was that like? 2016, 2017, something yeah, like something that. Like that yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Andy, were you, were you trying to say something? Sorry. Yeah, what what year was that? Sorry. No, was, that was this checking. year. This year. So. Yeah. Mm. yeah, this year. First show since uh, December 2019. At their new home in LA, sadly, the. Uh, the uh, Legion post has no longer been demolished. So, uh, Kay and Bruce, have you got a have you got an answer for this? Uh, what date did they start shipping the Blu-ray? I'm going to go with December first. Sino and Davy. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was October 21st at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, <laughs> give or take. And uh, <laughs> and Ian Beno. Yeah, so we've gone October 2021. Do you want the exact date as well? Yes, please. Um, We'll go October the uh, 14th. Oh, almost there, Andy. It was October the 22nd. Oh! What? Davey, I know you were just taking the piss. Oh, it was a day out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. You should, have, you should have gone and checked the uh, the uh, stampage on the uh, PWG DVD received at uh, 8 a.m. apparently. Yeah, so 82 days or two months and 21 days later. So uh, real fast shipping there from uh, PWG. Well done, Davey. And uh, so, you know, that was a shot in the dark, uh, if you excuse me. <laughs> Just and a then- quick thing, Bruce, um, I can't send you direct messages right now. It's saying you're dropped from the call. So I think our oh. line of communication just went down. <laughs> we send you a test. Right, and moving over to Mexico and AAA, which match headlined the uh, Triple Mania 29 show on the 14th of August? I had to get at least one sort of like Mexican wrestling question in there, and I know that AAA is usually the only... Uh, Triple Mania, rather, is usually the only show that anybody watches out of the year. Right. How are we defining headline? Game? You are sorry? How are we defining headline? What the show is built around or that, the the last match on the card. Okay. Right, Sino uh, and Davey, have you got have you got an answer for that one? I think I think Davey's mic is off. I know we were going with Psycho Clown, and I think Chessman were the two choices. And uh, Andy and Benno, uh, Psycho Clown versus uh, Ray Scorpion, hair versus hair, and uh, Bruce and Kate. We had Psycho Clown versus Chessman. Oh, well, I'm afraid it was uh, just Benno and Andy who pick up the points there because it was Psycho oh. Clown, but he took on uh, Ray Scorpion. Well done, uh, Benno. 
JP forcing you to watch that uh, Mexican wrestling <laughs> pain off there. One month I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> so and you can check out Braden Harrington's full review on the Up Next feed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question for uh, August is uh, True or False? Progress Chapter 118 was titled Fake Tickets to a Hog Roast in Sumatra. <laughs> Uh, to a, I, I couldn't remember if this was true or not. We got we got three British wrestling podcast hosts and another British podcast host in, and I bet you none of us watched it. I watched it. Of course you did. Well, with that, you might have Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kate and Bruce, fake tickets to a hog roast in Sumatra. Is that a true progress chapter title or not? I literally heard an entire segment on a non-post-related uh, wrestling podcast that was doing a whole like here are 15 recent, you know, progress show titles, which are real and which are fake. And it was impossible to tell. We're going to go with true. Um, Fino and David. Yeah. I'm going to say, we're going to go uh, with false. We'll go with false. We want to do David. I, I know they had a really tone deaf title, um, but uh, let's, they've gone true. Shall we go false? Try and sure. All right, this is on me. Okay, false. Okay, Andy and Benno. It's false. Well, um, I'm afraid it's true. So, uh, oh! the only ones to, pick <laughs> to pick up points. All the things there. are just too bizarre to be like. I worry yeah. more about the person who thought to make that up. <laughs> it's like taking the most extreme ends of like PWG naming and craft beer naming and just pushing it into the stratosphere. And Sorry, any complaint C-O. emails to uh, johnbriley at gmail.com. There, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, moving on to September, um, at New Japan Wrestle Grand Slam, Tore Yano defeated Chase Owens in an I Quit match for the King of Pro Wrestling title. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was an actual match that happened this year. How long did that match go? Jesus. Forever. All-star classic, I imagine. Six stars in the Tokyo. <laughs> Good God. I'm guessing that is one that you uh, didn't watch by now when JP was making you do the homework of Japanese wrestling. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> one where I'm sure the grapple rating wasn't, uh, wasn't looking too good. That's kind of the new Japan this year, though, isn't it? Mm. Right, Sino and Davey. Um... How long was the uh, Torreyano Chase Owens I quit match? Uh, Dino, you go for it. Yeah, I want to 30, 31. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, ooh. you want to go I higher? Think, I think it's, I don't think it's 40, but I think it's just, just below 40. Okay. So 30, 38. Right. Kate and Bruce. I had 28, but now I'm second guessing myself, but that's that's what we're going to go with. I, all I remember is that the word on this one was already out, so I used the handy little double X speed option on New Japan's player for this one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tool is my best friend. <laughs> it has been a lot of people's best friends this year. Uh, Andy and Benno, how long are we going for this uh, Chase Owens and uh, Toriano match? 28... And uh, Kay and Bruce and Andy and Benno almost bang on the money, so you get the points. 28 minutes and three seconds. 
Oh, fantastic. Sino, you have executive decisions now from now on. I'm, I'm sweating you here. You imagine 40, what did you say? 39 minutes? 38. Yeah. Jesus. How long did it feel like? That's, that's how long it felt like, yeah. Torture. <laughs> so um, AEW here out of the park with All Out was cracking pay-per-view, but what was the penultimate match on this pay-per-view? The penultimate one, the second to last. Oliver, I felt I had to uh, define what penultimate meant. I do apologize for being my patronizing there. <laughs> I'm going to redeem myself with this one. Okay, then, Davey, we'll let you guys go first. Redeem yourself here. Well, it was Paul White versus Cutie Marshall yes. in a show stealer. Me and Davey were both in attendance for this one, so we had to get this one right. Oh, yeah. Well, surely the drinks had been flowing all day at that point. Penultimate match. I'm sorry you can remember it. But, we uh, rushed hey. back to our seats for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet you did. Kate and Bruce. Yeah, it was the uh, the official bathroom break show. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Marshall. Benno and, and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, QT big show. Yep. Paul <laughs> asked uh, QT and uh, still a match that I can't believe actually happened. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so the night after AEW All Out. Over on Raw, what did John Morrison spray Carrion Cross with? Night after all out um, in September. Sprayed him with it. It's okay, we all know that you watch SmackDown. Is um, is Raw something that you try and keep up with uh, most weeks as well, or if, um, or is it just SmackDown? Uh, it. I often I'll have it on in the background while I'm doing other things. Um, but it's not, it's just, it's, it's a slog. Uh, so, uh, I'm sort of aware of what's going on, but not, I don't, uh, I'm paying less and less attention. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing all year, isn't it? People are having it on in the background and just not outright, not watching it. But, um, I, re- I retract my earlier comment about the cameo or porn thing it's definitely <clears throat> excuse me it's definitely watching raw that is telling on yourself right now <laughs> <laughs> right um kate and bruce what did um john morrison spray carrying cross with i got no memory of this which goes to what i was just saying um so i'm just gonna say water from the derp stick because i don't recall him using anything else and uh so you know and davy yeah it was the drip stick i think he was using that. Andy and Ben out. Yeah, it was uh, Johnny Drip Drip with the uh, drip stick. Indeed he was, yeah. Points all round there. It was um, John Morrison spraying him with his drip stick. Indeed. Right, um, last question for the month. According to Dave Meltzer, what was Adam Cole's main roster role going to be had he stayed with WWE? What did they pitch to Adam Cole, according to Dave Meltzer, um, to get him to try and stick around in WWE? It's funny you can tell they're getting more recent now because these are the ones that you can uh, start to remember happening. <laughs> Definitely remember this one happening. <laughs> I really wanted it to be true, even if it was just according to uh, Big Dave. So Andy and Benno, what was uh what 
what what was the big pitch that uh, Vince Triple H and the guys gave to Adam Cole? You're gonna sing his entrance theme, God damn it, Keith Lee, the man of the hour. And, uh, it's bad. <laughs> great impression putting uh john pollock to shame there and uh Cena and davy what was uh yeah what was dave Meltzer reporting that adam cole that's what they wanted him to stay around for our main rest of wwe he was gonna cut his hair and be keith lee's manager and uh kate and bruce oh would have been such great shit yeah absolutely you know i mean <laughs> what other purpose could you possibly have for adam cole other than uh than walking keith lee out to the ring I know, I know Cole denied it, but like, God. I, yeah, he I said they never pitched it to him. Like, I, ah, right. Okay. Yes. Interesting word in there, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely pitched it to someone, <laughs> just not to Adam Cole. Yeah. They, the idea <laughs> might have been there, but I think he said that, that he didn't hear about it. Oh, I right. wonder why. Mm, indeed. Um, he still left anyway, so I suppose he could have heard about it. Right. Moving on to October, Halloween month, and uh, MLW. This is your chance to shine, John. Um, who did Alex Hammerstone defeat to unify the MLW Heavyweight and Openweight Championships at their Fightland event? Do you actually manage to watch any MLW, Benno, or do you just sort of like nod your head when uh, ever JP is given the five minutes <laughs> at the end of grapple to talk about it? He doesn't even watch it. He's like, he, I think Cole Power <laughs> literally texts JP all of these scoops and then he reads them out. Talks about it like it's this great show. He never bloody watches the thing. Nobody watches the thing. Does MLW really exist? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That would be a brilliant podcast, JP and Court Bauer. I mean, it'd be in fact six hours or whatever, but yeah, I'd love to hear that. JP interviewing Court Bauer one day. Brilliant stuff. Right. Um, Cena and Davey will go with you first. Do we did a Alex Hammerstone defeat to uh, unify the belts? Yeah, this happened in the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was Alexander Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatu. And uh, Bruce and Kate. Yeah, uh, Hammerstone defeating Fatu in a decent match, given that, like, what, Hammerstone, like, what, ripped his quad or had some sort of injury very early on in the match. So given that, you know, maybe it wasn't the big blow-off they were open for, but it was decent enough. Right, and uh, Benno and Andy. Um, Jacob Fatu. Excellent. Yes, it was indeed Jake and Fatu points all around there. Right. ROH announced that the promotion will be taking a hiatus in 2022 and simultaneously emptied most of their roster in the process. But what was ROH's main event for their side of the huge New Japan Supercard in Madison Square Garden from April 2019? <laughs> What? That's a curveball. Um, Sorry, what was ROH's main event for the... Yeah, not the New Japan one. What was ROH's uh, side of the show? What was there for a sold-out Madison Square Garden? I kind of feel like this. you were at this, uh, Davey and John. Yeah, were were you there, Sino? No, I wasn't wasn't at that show, unfortunately. I, I was sat with the ROH staff for this one. Thank you, Jordan. That was this. Oh, yeah, this was around the time Post's very own Jordan Goodman was uh, was working for ROH. Yeah. Now, did you get your hook up some decent seats then? We had, we were right next to the camera. So we were sat with the office and they were all eating lobster rolls as Braden and I were just getting 
lit and watching <laughs> watching this this ROH main event in in a sold out MSG. Yeah, I, I made the decision to go to the WWE Hall of Fame that night, which I don't regret because that's when the fan ran in and attacked Bret Hart and FTR came out. And yeah, I don't regret that decision at all. Yeah, more exciting than this main event ROH presented, right? Uh, Andy and Benno, what was uh, what was ROH's main event for the Madison Square Garden show? Unbelievably, this was a uh, Madison Square Taven and Matt Taven beat Jay Lethal and Marty Scale for the uh, ROH title. So you know, and Davey. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to add it was a ladder match and Jay Lethal threw a ladder at a fan in the front row as well. <laughs> That's all. Was it Braden? <laughs> it wasn't Braden, no. But we did we did have a beer with the guy who got hit by the ladder later and he was like, cool, I've got this great Matt Taven shirt now. <laughs> <laughs> Lobster rolls flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Kate and Bruce. Yeah, it was Matt Taven who won over Lethal and Skrull Triple Threat ladder match. And about two weeks after this, I actually saw Jay Lethal at a show here in Montreal where there were about 150 people in attendance. So, bit of a difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen him a couple of times at um, the, the court, which is like a small nightclub here in Sheffield. Andy's been there a couple of times. And yeah, I'm just. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I've seen him in a back room of a pub in front of 20 people doing a Q&A. Wow. <laughs> that beats your Shane Douglas uh, pub Q&A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rather see Shane Douglas. He's actually, uh, he was actually in a match. The match was with Stu Grayson, now that I think of it, from Dark Order. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, was this before he was in Dark Order, I'm assuming? Yes. Yeah. This was yeah. before. Uh, this was a little bit before uh, the first uh, Double or Nothing. Right. Okay, last question for September. Who was the only pro wrestler to defeat Okada during the 2021 G1 tournament? So Okada only lost once, which uh, wrestler beat him during the tournament? Hmm. I literally predicted this as a question last night. I was like, oh, all this G1 stuff I did, it's got to pay <laughs> off. This would be a good question. This is your time to sign, Bruce. So, uh, yeah, go on. What was the, uh, Kate and Bruce, what was the, what's the answer to that one? It was Tamatanga in the highest profile oh. singles win of that guy's career up until that point, you have to think. Tino and Davey? Uh, Bruce sounds very confident. We're going with Will Ospreay, <laughs> though. <laughs> and uh, Benno and Andy? The old man from G-O-D, isn't it? Uh, it was indeed Tamatonga. So points uh, for Andy and Benno and Kate and Bruce. Right, moving on to November. And how many WWE superstars did WWE release on November the 4th as part of their big profit budget cuts? So obviously they released a lot of people during... The year this year, and uh, but how many did they release on November the 4th? It's difficult to remember because there was the other one that came a, a few days after that, or a week or two after that. So we, I think we kind of are glomming them all together. Yeah, that's all that's the thing, isn't it? There have been so many this year and so many big batches. So yeah, it's um, it. They didn't seem to do sort of like one or two at a time, did they? It seemed to be like people in, you know, big bulks. When uh, Nick Khan got his spreadsheet out, as Benno would put it. 
Still hasn't uncovered that NXT UK tab. <laughs> uh, Martin, is it is it just uh, superstars or backstage? Just whoever was released on November okay. the fourth. All right, yeah. Right, so Andy and Benno. Go on, Benno. We both went with the same guess, so uh, let's go with it. Seventeen. Cena and Davy. We're we're very close to that. We we're going for sixteen. And Kate and Bruce. 18. Well, I'm afraid the only one getting any points is Kate and Bruce. Bang on the ah, money. 18. Wow. Oh. Oh. Almost Close. Andy and Benno there, almost. <laughs> Oof. Well done. Right, Imagine if we'd it. all been way off. <laughs> <laughs> like 35 or something, yeah. Wouldn't put it past them. Right, back onto uh, everyone's favourite Deathmatch wrestler, Nick Gage, and who won the 2021 Nick Gage Invitational? Another thing I had no idea existed until Shane was helping with these questions. Nick Gage Invitational. <laughs> right, Andy and Benno, who who won the uh, won the Invitational? I'm actually not sure. I'm going to lose deathmatch points for this one. Go on, Andy, you've got guesses, haven't you? Yeah, so I've got two guesses, but I'll go with Atticus Colgar. Boo! <laughs> Indeed, Atticus <laughs> Colgar. You just made that up, haven't you, Andy? Um, I, know him, I, know him, I know him. I know him as a deathmatch guy in uh, GCW. Whenever I, I see like the results for GCW deathmatches, this name always stands out. Alex Cologne. I feel like he's somebody they really push... He was me over guess. And uh, Kate and Bruce. Kate, I'll, I'll, I'll go go with your instinct on this one. Okay, I, I was I was thinking Cologne, but he won the tournament of survival, so I'm going to say Jimmy Lloyd. Oh, you should have gone with your first guess, Kate. It was indeed oh. Alex Cologne. You know, you beautiful man. Nice, nice. Great, great work there, Cino or Andy. If only you've gone for the one anyone's heard of. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so at AEW, full. Oh, sorry. That's up to our uh, our final guest of the evening. Couldn't do um, a show without this guy. Released um, a brilliant T-shirt this year that um, was a hot seller. I'm, I'm sure Way said it was um, the biggest seller the post wrestling stores ever had up to this point. So uh, yeah, take it away. Our next Hello, guest. Hello, everybody. This is Eric Margot from PostWrestling.com, and I have a question for you. At AEW Full Gear. Hangman Adam Page defeated Kenny Omega to lift the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, how many times did Kenny successfully defend that championship before he lost it? So, cheers to Eric there. Merry Christmas, Eric. Uh, yeah, but so how many times did uh, Kenny defend the AEW title before he lost it? I feel like this should be a gimme for you, Ben. You've just done a deep dive on... Uh, on we did. On I'm Kenny's just trying uh... <laughs> to think what the exact number would be. There's actual, like, titles. Because the, there's the Impact title as well, isn't there? Um... I mean, um, Kate, it's been quite controversial, sort of like Kenny's sort of like title run, you know, how successful it was with him as champion on top and stuff like that. Um, how do you think it, it went um, for him as AEW champion? 
I actually think he did pretty well. I know a lot of people were frustrated because they didn't find that he seemed serious enough for a champion. I kind of liked it as a change of pace. And uh, I, I liked the, the belt collector story arc. Mm. Yeah. It's always good when they, you know, try and go around collecting belts and things like that. And it's an easy story to tell, isn't it? Um, right. Kate and Bruce, uh, how many times did, uh, did Kenny defend the title before he lost it to Adam Page? I'm literally trying to list them up here. That's what <laughs> um, we're doing too. What's great us? Um, I'm going to say six. Bruce, you okay with that? Sorry, I just like sure. no, no, no. You've you've you're 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 actually pulling them out there, so I'll definitely defer to you. Do you know Davey? This is a trick question because I'm pretty sure he defended it in Impact as well. So we counted five. And uh, Andy and Benio. Yeah, my, my instinct for some reason was seven, but I can't think of a seventh one. So I think it is six. I think it's six. Right. Uh, points there go to Andy and Benno and Kate and Bruce. Well done uh, counting up those matches. It was indeed six six title defences for Kenny. If you, you uh, indulge us, Martin, what were, yeah. we, we, got, we got Mox, Phoenix, Swan, Cassidy, and Pac. What's the other one? Oh, I've, I've not got them written down. I've written the question and oh. answers. Yeah, Seidel. Wow. Yeah, I said it was going to quiet. Oh, Seidel didn't win that. I thought it was uh, Christian Cage. Seidel mm. was in an you eliminator had... to try to get a title shot, but he lost. You had Jungle Boy, the Triple Threat, Moxley, Ray Phoenix, Christian, Rich Swan. Who was the seventh? The three way was it? Yeah, the yeah. Triple Threat. Counted that. Oh. Oh no, Benno! I thought you said you were going to go for seven, but you'd gone for six. Oh, so yeah, it is well, six. Yeah, so that's yeah, so it. It's six, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is six. Right? Okay. Yeah. So we got. Yeah, it, it is six. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, I thought that's what you said. I said I thought you said I'm going to. Um, I was thinking seven, but I'm going to go for six. Yeah, we went for six in the end. Yeah. Right. Cool. Okay. Right. So final question for November was: What color spandex did Tori Yano wear for his amateur wrestling <laughs> rules match against Gray Ocon? Oh, jeez, jeez! At N- NJPW Power Struggle. That's as random as a question as you're going to get there. That one, that classic he had uh, with Gray Ocon. Andy, how did you feel uh, Great Ocon sort of run went in the UK? Because obviously, you know, he was the first sort of like big, um, you know, he'd had Jay White and people like that. But as far as Japanese wrestlers go, you know, in the Red Pro New Japan relationship, he was like sort of like the one to do his first big excursion over here. How do you think he, he fared when he was over here? I was definitely at that show when he first was introduced to Absolute Crickets. To, to, to be honest, I always used to get angry when uh, Kevin Kelly would come on commentary and say, oh, you were undefeated in the UK. But I was like, always put up screenshots on cage match of his one defeat in title championship wrestling against Rampage Brown in the Temple of Boom. Wow. And, um, <laughs> great old Khan getting angry at all the chants. Like we were doing the um, great old Khan, my lord, great old Khan, oh, Lord, great old Khan. <laughs> and when I was speaking to the uh, promoter after he, and he said he hated your chants, he hated them. <laughs> so I was oh, glad yeah. he got beat that night. But uh, I think I think I think we've got our new favourite now, um, Mister Yolta Suji. He's way better than Great Old Cam will ever be. 
And he, he was loving your sing-song in Sheffield, I know that for sure. Um... <laughs> oh, yes. He, he, he still loves it to this day. <laughs> right then, uh, Andy and Benno, what colour spandex is Torriano wearing in this uh, classic against Great O'Conn? So we've gone for the colour baby blue. And Sino and Davey? Uh, we're going to go with, with Taz's favourite colour, orange. And uh, Kate and Bruce? I, I feel like they were blue. I remember it was like it wasn't like a goofy color or anything like that. And I think O'Karn might have been gray, but we're going blue. I'm afraid all wrong across the board then. It was in fact red. Oh, classic Toriano color. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Overthinking this, guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, moving on to December, the month we're currently in, and uh, another final ROH question. So ROH held what is due to be one of their last events this month, maybe even their last ever event. We'll see what happens. But on what date did they hold their first ever event? So I'll last close event this December, I won. Well, closest or whoever hits it on the mark is going to win the point. So long story, history. I think Classic. I know it main event from that match from that event rather I was wondering I don't know if he, you know you might know it actually Benio but I thought oh I know he's, he's got a it's uh, one of two so I'm going to guess but I think I know I don't know if the DVD's behind me but I won't look <laughs> <laughs> so Kate and Bruce uh, what date was the first ROH event on yeah, I mean, I, I want to guess it was sometime in 2000. So let's go kind of middle of the month or middle of the year, maybe like first of July of 2000. I'm sure we're way off. Sino and Davey. I'm trying to remember like when they usually do their anniversary shows. I want to say early in the year. I'm going to go with February 2002. Don't know the date. Um, 21st at, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. There we go. <laughs> February 21st. Right. Benno and Andy. Come on, Davey. It's an indie. They never start on time. Um, February, <laughs> only because it's imprinted in my brain. February the 23rd, 2002. And I'd guess at like 10 p.m. Wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> I haven't got the time, but Benno's right on the money there, February the 23rd. So pretty good guess there by you, Davey, 21st. But really sadly, it doesn't get you the point. Benno right on the money there. So, uh, Andy and Benno for the point. Ooh. And the uh, second to last question, which may be only for Bruce here, the first NWA question we've had here. <laughs> what headlined the NWA Hard Times event on the 4th of December? You're talking about the, the Hard Times 2 event, I'm assuming. Yeah. 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 4th of December 1, yeah. Test this. Did anyone watch it? <laughs> <laughs> Cino watched it. <laughs> I did, yeah, I, I do the reports for NWA's pay per views on postwrestling.com. Okay. <laughs> Go on and see now what was the uh, what was the main event of this show? And I swear I'm not making this up. It was Trevor Murdoch defending his title against Mike Knox. Bruce and Kate. Yeah, it was uh Trevor Murdoch's first defense of the ten pounds of gold against Mike Knox, and of all of the wrestling matches I watched this year, this was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, Andy? It was um old, old quarter past ten. Arms himself, uh, Mike Knox versus uh, Trevor Murdoch. Why did you watch it as well, then, Andy? 
I, I've recently talked about Mike Knox, so uh, I knew oh, wow. I knew we were there. Right. It's another sold at least four pay per views. That nice. Well done, NWA. <laughs> Billy Corgan's got his money back. And they'll be able to quit the Smashing Pumpkins before you know it. Uh, <laughs> right. Last question at NXT War Games: Which five wrestlers were on Team 2.0? So the five, I'm including their manager, the guy who came out with them. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I kind of I know obviously Davy's wheelhouse is his with NXT, but I, I kind of feel like he might have even forgotten who was in this. <laughs> right, Andy and Benno, have you come up with a, a list of five wrestlers? Yeah, so it's uh, Grayson Waller, uh, Tony D'Angelo, Bron Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, and Trick Williams. Cena and Davey? Yeah, Bron Breaker, Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Trick Williams as the manager. And uh, Bruce and Kate? Exactly. Breaker Hayes, uh, which I just, I was trying to type it to Bruce and I put Carmelo Hates, which <laughs> maybe a better name. Uh, Waller, Tony D'Angelo and Trick Williams uh, came out with Hayes because he's his manager. Wow. Yes. That's uh, points all around there. I'm quite surprised. I thought everyone might have, uh, I mean, um, yes, I know a lot of the reviews around that when people watching sort of like that event and that was the first sort of like experience of nxt 2.0 and especially wh Park. i know it was wh park for a uh, ring of honors last event wasn't it but i know a lot of people were wondering who a lot of these wrestlers were right i'm just going to uh, count the points up so um right i've taught up the results and uh wow so in double second place both with 30 points is Sino and Davey ah, and Kate and Bruce. Ah, Double silver medal, both of you. Commiserations, guys. But way out there in the lead, 37 is uh, Andy and Ben. Oh. So congratulations, guys. Well done, guys. Dead. <laughs> 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 PWE fixes in. <laughs> I know it's a good job Andrew Andrew missed it be talking about the fix right about now but, um, yeah thanks guys thanks for everyone um, you know for taking part I hope you were playing along listening at home it's, it's been quite a fun little experiment doing the show so obviously appreciate you all uh, taking the time out of your uh, busy Christmas schedules to come on and I know we've got a a whole round of uh, plugs to get in. So, uh, Bruce, what have you? I know I mentioned your uh, your great articles on Post, and and what else uh, would you like people to check out? Well, uh, as you might have been able to gather from a couple of little references that I've made, uh, I do a lot of tracking of you know goth, industrial music, EBM, dark wave, things of that ilk. If that happens to be of interest to you, a friend and I run a website called idieudie.com, uh, and the corresponding we have a technical podcast that extends out of that. It's all very Gary Newman themed, uh, so you can find all of that at idieudie.com. Also, I'm a very I think light follow uh, on Twitter at contrasoma c o n T-R-A-S-O-M-A. Uh, it's mostly, you know, wrestling, Blue Jays, uh, and a little bit of science fiction here and there. Love the uh, handle, by the way. And uh, Kate, um, outside of your uh, SmackDown appearances uh, with Way, what else uh, would you like people to check out? Well, that sort of just dovetails into if people uh, want to follow me for my opinions on on wrestling, I am She Rants About Wrestling, which is at She Rants MTL. Um, 
I don't know that I'm as light a follow as Bruce because I, I mouth <laughs> off a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I highly encourage people to sort of check me out there and interact as much as they like. No, and great job on Rib. Obviously, you've got big shoes to fill, you know, John Pollock, um, but you've done a fantastic job this year as well. So uh, top work on Thank that you. one. And uh, Davey, you've already, uh, you know, managed to work some plugs in throughout <laughs> the night. Uh, what else have you got up this month? Yeah, Get well, I mean, was last week. Obviously, yeah, obviously, we cover NXT and AEW every week on the Free Up Next feed. We also do uh, a free monthly um, movie review on that feed as well, where we, we've been working our way through all the Batman films in order. Um, but on our Patreon, we we cover retro wrestling. We've gone back to the beginning of NXT. We've been doing a load of festive films. Last week, we did. Uh, Jack Frost from 97, the horror film, and Jack Frost from 98, the the family film that some could describe as a horror film starring Michael Keaton. And we've, uh, we're have we releasing tomorrow our review of Home Alone with John Pollock. So lots of stuff there. We're doing our end of year shows and all that. So give us a follow, patreon.com slash up next and find us at David Portman and at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I'd seen the uh, the Michael Keaton one before, but I'd not seen the horror version before. So I, um, I watched it in preparation tonight. <laughs> quite watching that, um, I think it was on uh, it was on some random app on on the Sky Channel. But yeah, I managed to uh, watch it free, and yeah, I had a good laugh watching that one. Yeah, so definitely uh, check out those guys. Always do great work. And uh, Andy, graps and claps going strong as always. Uh, what have you been up to this month? Yeah, so um, we've got our reviews from uh, North Wrestling. We've got some uh, hot takes as we go out the venue from uh, Matthew from Boxermania were there and uh, some other some other guests and also re- the full review from there. We also went to PCW at uh, Reva Show Bar, making a return to a press and visit in the nightlife there. And also got the uh, Graps and Claps Awards 2021 coming up uh, with such awards as uh, Beer of the Year, uh, toilet of the year, which is always a hotly contested uh, um, award, and also worst toilet of the year. Uh, but the poor Gifford in Wolverhampton will be winning that this year because uh, we're not visiting Wolverhampton for wrestling. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've got that coming up, and um, early next year we've um, actually got we're starting to do a deep dive into uh, WCW 2000. What a wonderful wow. year that was! <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, Christian LA has assured us all that NXT 2.0 is worse than uh, WCW 2000, as he was saying on the uh, NWA podcast this week. Um, Benno, uh, what's been going on at Grapple Towers? Yeah, we get obviously normal Grapple Spotlight uh, every Monday. Um, this coming Monday, we'll be doing our big Christmas spectacular show, free for everyone on uh, on YouTube. We'll have plenty of guests calling in. We'll be trying to get JP as drunk as possible. Um, last year, he uh, disappeared from the stream mysteriously for the last hour, and we uh, we completely lost them. So aiming for that again. Um, so yeah, you can check that out, and we'll have our uh, Top 10 Match of the Year podcast coming up. We're doing some awards on the other Patreon side, and that doesn't float your boat. Our, uh, our Die Hard review um, went up this week on the Patreon as well, so uh, patreon.com slash grapple for that yeah that was a great post that you put up there with uh jp as a uh, john mcclain yeah i was loving that <laughs> <Could only be laughs> and almost guaranteed to get hammered on that uh, end of year show isn't he so yeah always fun oh, to yeah. watch along with those and uh last but not least so you know um obviously you mentioned the spider-man review before and where else can people check out more of your stuff and, and buy your merch yeah, absolutely. So, you know, prowrestlingtees.com slash up next if you want to get the shot in the dark shirt. 
Um, and Shine the Dark, the show itself, every Wednesday on the free up next feed, 15 minutes or less. I'm talking about AW Dark, Elevation, Impact, 205 Live, New Japan Strong, NWA, many more. So you never know when you might need answers to a trivia question. Uh, Shine the Dark is the ultimate companion piece for that. And uh, check out my reports weekly. I have reports for AW Dynamite, uh, MLW when it comes back, uh, your random wrestling pay-per-views like NWA and Impact on postwrestling.com. So check out my work on there as well. Yeah, always great stuff, John. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, thanks to everyone for coming on. And uh, this is the last uh, show on the BWE feed this year. So uh, thanks to everyone that's uh, listened this year. Thanks to everyone that's guested. Um, and just, yeah, thanks to everyone that's uh, downloaded or listened to the show. Uh, another great year and uh, hopefully more to come next year. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you in 2022. <laughs>